Yeah, I mean, you kind of you you kind of put it really, really well there. Actually, I'm I'm really impressed. You kind of just thought about it like right off. Once upon a time, there were tens of thousands of makers struggling. Every day they built for hours and hours but didn't ship and didn't earn enough income. One day, the No Code Wealth podcast and newsletter came to help them find the way. Because of this, makers became founders and earned the money they deserve. Because of this, founders can have growth, freedom, and wealth. Until tomorrow, No Code becomes the next big skill that changes the future of humanity. That's what I'm all about. Hello, my name is Abdulaziz, and from an ethical hacker to a European Ivy League business graduate to a hypnotherapist to a growth marketer, I've lost everything twice. And now I'm rebuilding my life one more time, 1% a day. The No Code Wealth podcast and newsletter are for the makers and founders who have the proactivity, perspective, and persistence to go on this journey with me and get from experts, as well as the experiences of other makers, the answers about money, marketing, and mindsets, so that makers become earners, earners become founders, and founders get freedom and create wealth. My guest today is a star beyond the no-code community. His name is Yaroslav Bagri. And from electrical engineering to Toastmasters to poker, from app development to newsletters to triathlons, from entrepreneurship to buying digital assets, real estate, and high dividend stocks, Yaro has the Midas touch and knows about making money. Today, we will discuss his biggest insights, the challenges he faced, the practical lessons he has to share, and what makers and creators can do to earn more, make more, and succeed more. Yaro, how are you today? Hey, Abdulaziz. Uh, thanks, for, you know, thanks for having me on the podcast. Really appreciate it. Uh, I'm doing really well today. So just got done with a Q&A for Newsletter Crew. And uh, you know, now I'm on the podcast. Uh, so I'm, I'm really excited to be here. Me too. I'm happy to have you here. And let's begin with your backstory. What led up to this moment that made you be the person who you are in the community, as well as in the newspaper and newsletter space. Yeah, that's you know that's a really good question, and uh, you know I mean it all started like like you said I got a degree in electrical engineering, uh, really nice. Uh, then I had a, you know after college I had a job you know in that space, and uh, you know I started realizing that you know maybe electrical engineering just you know it's you know it's it's fun, it makes a lot of money. Um, and I liked it. It just, uh, maybe the corporate world wasn't my thing really. And, um, you know, I just kind of wanted to do something on my own, you know, make money on my own, kind of be a wolf, you know, um, I kind of see it as like, you know, if you're working for a company, like a big corporate company, you know, you're an employee, you're kind of like a, you're kind of like a dog, right? So in the sense of like a dog versus wolf, you know, wolf on their own, making money, um, you know, having some do everything by themselves and they're kind of out in the wild. No one's really helping them. Um, they don't really have the, uh, the support, if that makes sense. But, you know, but then again, you get all these spoils. So if you get a good hunt, you get a good kill, you get everything, um, which is exactly kind of what I want to do. I didn't want to be stable for 40 years, kind of do the same thing, having a boss, um, 
you know, having to go into work, uh, having a time schedule. Um, you know, I wanted time freedom. I wanted financial freedom. Um, and that's kind of how I got into this journey. Um, and, it, you know, it started with a lot of different things. I mean, uh, you know, four, maybe five years ago, I started creating mobile apps. Um, and uh, my first mobile app was uh, an app called Scout Out app, which is um, it was kind of a mobile app for finding and, uh, you know, finding mystery bars. So basically, if you go with travel, you get to, uh, you know, use our app to find bars. And then uh, the cool thing is you don't know the name of the bar until you get there. Um, really cool. Awesome. The one problem that it had, um, and obviously you don't really know this until uh, you launch, is that, you know, no one really wanted it. Um, so I spent six months uh, with my team, uh, me and uh, two other friends, I was the, I was the core developer doing the front ends uh, front end development for the app, and uh, yeah, we spent six months on it. Um, learned a lot. Um, spent six months coding, right? And uh, yeah, and then we launched it and had maybe a hundred signups, zero revenue. I uh, spent all this time and uh, and just earned nothing really. Um, so that's kind of what really got me into um, kind of like no code, if if that makes sense. Like not really coding things but actually just using tools out there and kind of putting tools together uh, to create a viable business. I love that and that you mentioned it. Recently, I've been working with makers during the podcast to help them flesh out. And, you know, since I, I have this expertise, I'm an expert in marketing and messaging and offer creation, we might do something live. If you have some idea that, that you've been ruminating on, thinking about, we can clarify its message because that's the biggest danger. You waste six months of your life or more working hard like a dog, like you said, and getting no spoils, which is by definition makes you not be a wolf. <laughs> I love yeah, exactly, that. Exactly. So I'm asking, do you have yeah. some idea that you've been contemplating for the future? We can just, you know, bounce a few things back and forth, if you're comfortable with it. If not, we'll keep speaking about other things, of course. Yeah, yeah. Actually, uh, so there's one idea that uh, could be pretty viable with, um, well, actually, there, there's, there's a lot of things they could do in the no-code space uh, that I've been kind of thinking about. So one idea kind of uh, in the space that I'm in, in the niche that I'm in, which is newsletters, um, yes. that could be done pretty well with no-code, actually, is a is a feedback tool, right? So... Um, this is something that probably doesn't really require a lot of coding. You could probably do it with um, maybe, I'm not exactly sure what kind of tooling you would need, but it's not such a complicated app that you need to sit down and actually code it all out. You could probably use Integromat, you could probably use Zapier, you could probably then hook that up to some um, to some form, to maybe, let's say, a uh, type form or a Google Sheets or, or, or Google Forms and just kind of collect feedback that way. And then from there, um, you know, outsource or uh, basically provide it as a service for other uh, maker or other people or other newsletter creators out there that uh, might not have enough tech tech skills to actually create that on their own. Um, so I think the hustle uses something like this, where uh, they have three uh, little buttons on the bottom. There's a kind of a smiley face, an okay face, and a frown face. And what what they do is uh, when they click on that, they get taken to a, I believe a. Um, like a Google form where they kind of fill that out. Um, I think there's potential there to kind of add on to that and make it just a little bit more robust. Um, so yeah, that's kind of one idea I was thinking that you could potentially do with no code. Uh, the other idea that I have, and this might require a little bit more code, but 
um, like Google Analytics is pretty, I would say pretty tough to understand. Like the UI isn't really that intuitive. So you could always take Google Analytics and kind of place a much easier and much nicer to use uh, user interface on there uh, to just make it much more simple, if that makes sense. So um, those are kind of just a few ideas that I have off the top of my head. I mean, I'm always kind of just thinking of different ideas, but those are the ones that are just kind of coming to my head right now. Okay, which one of these two do you feel like a stronger emotional charge with that is, if it succeeded, it will have more meaning to you than the other? Yeah, for me, definitely the newsletter feedback tool because, you know, I'm, I'm in the newsletter space. It's what I do. I talk to a lot of newsletter creators out there and, you know, a lot of them are having problems with uh, understanding what their users are or their sus- subscribers um, are thinking. You know, do they like the newsletter? Do they like that issue? Did they send out what was bad? What was good about it? Um, so I think that's one of the ones that really has some good legs and some good potential. And I've kind of fleshed it out uh, in terms of talking to other newsletter creators out there. And, uh, you know, I'd probably say like 80% of maybe even more, maybe like 90% of newsletters don't have any sort of feedback. Um, and I think a lot of it has to do is, you know, there's a ton of people out there that are journalists, you know, they are absolutely not, you know, interested, nor are they even, you know, nor do they have enough technical skills to even create a no-code solution. Because, you know, even no-code, you have to have some sort of tech skills. You have to understand how to hook systems up. That's that's kind of what, it, what no-code is. And, uh, and yeah, I mean, that, yeah, so I, I definitely think there's a ton of, space out there to create a nice easy simple solution uh based you know on no code uh, no code tools out there and then just you know uh, sell it for maybe five dollars a month or you know twenty dollars a year uh, or something something like that something that's not too much but uh is enough for you know not enough to make a living off of uh, assuming you get enough people i love it so let's go through the process that will flesh it out and let us know whether it's actually viable because the thing is when people pay with their wallets, it's a totally different conversation than them saying, oh, you have such a good idea, I support it. So let's just go first. And you talked about this, but let's cl- clarify it. So first, the service is that people will have a no-code solution that they can plug into their newsletters to know whether people like the newsletter or not and they receive feedback correct so that's the first element yeah that yeah that's kind of the that's probably the yeah that's the first element it's probably probably the biggest element of this idea yeah yeah the second is why now what happened in the marketplace or the world that makes two things important first newsletters of course and second the getting news uh, getting feedback on your newsletter why now is this more important than ever yeah, no, that then that's that's kind of a little you know it's it's not a hard question to answer, but definitely uh, needs some little bit more thought. But basically, uh, like you said, the market is getting really hot for newsletters at this moment in time, and I I don't see it dying down. I mean, maybe we're we're in a little bit of a bubble. You know, there's a bit bit of a wave that's happening, which is a great wave to ride. Um, you know, as the newsletters, I, I I foresee it. You know, five ten years from now, I mean, there's gonna be newsletters out there. I mean, it's it's been out. You know, newsletters have been. A thing for 10 years they're getting hot again and i think they're going to be you know they're just going to continue being hot so you know in terms of finding a wave you know obviously you, you don't want to go into a market that no one's really doing anything in or there's no one that's you know willing to buy uh with newsletters I and mean, there's hundreds of thousands of newsletters creators out there right now um that are building newsletters and newsletters popping up every day and uh and you know one thing why 
it's a good idea is because, you know, I mean, for your landing page, I mean, a lot of us uh, in the SaaS space, you know, no code space have landing pages and, you know, we all hook it up to, uh, let's say, you know, plausible analytics or uh, Google analytics. And I mean, just imagine throwing a landing page out there and having no analytics, no understanding of how it's doing. Um, I mean, that's definitely, you know, that, that's kind of the, that's kind of the gist of it, if that makes sense. Um, so you want, you always want to get some sort of feedback. I mean, you want to get some sort of analytics. I mean, sure, you get open rates and click-through rates on your newsletter, but, you know, we want more qualitative feedback. I mean, there's some good quantitative feedback, um, but I think the qualitative feedback is an important piece that many newsletter creators are missing at this moment in time. Okay, that's beautiful, and that's a feature. Let's move to, like, the transformation. Let's say I'm a newsletter uh, creator. I have this feedback tool, and every time that I send a newsletter, I get feedback from my readers. How does that help me? I mean, I can answer, but you are—it's your idea. So let you, uh, you know, bring up yeah. what's true for you. So what is the benefit that they will get? Right, right, exactly. So, um, you know, for example, if you have a editorial newsletter, kind of like a more long form uh, newsletter, or even if you have a curation based newsletter, let's say you have, um, let's say you have a you know a gardening newsletter, right and and you curate the best gardening links to help you become a better gardener. And, uh, you know, in one, um, in one issue, you just see that there's, you know, a huge drop in subscribers, a huge drop in, uh, you know, click-through rates. Um, you know, you, you kind of want to understand why that happened and what happened. And with this newsletter feedback tool, some of your more avid readers or some of your more super readers or super fans um, will probably be more than happy to kind of leave feedback and kind of tell you exactly you know, did they like it? Did they not like it? Um, what exactly was it that they didn't like, if that makes sense? So it kind of just almost tailors your newsletter process. So you're always bringing out, like every other issue is always going to be an issue that's more fine-grained and more tuned to what your audience wants. And without, uh, you know, without hard data, I mean, sure, you got the open rates, you got click-through rates, you got, uh, you know, subscriber numbers, unsubscribe numbers. And that that's a good baseline to understand. But having that extra feedback like from your actual readers on and like actual like text feedback on what they think um you know and an easy plus you know like easy uh thumbs up um you know like uh okay and thumbs down is just an extra piece of information that um would be valuable um just because then you know exactly what your readers are interested in and kind of what they want to hear about so you're not so you're always kind of tailoring the the newsletters to them versus to what you think is going to be valuable which is very true because we are not our customers. We are an advanced version of our readers, which means we, no matter how much empathy we have, if we don't listen to them, we're not there. So now you said that there are probably 100,000 uh, newsletter creators out, out there. So let's try to see whether there is a possibility to tailor and make this idea more specific to some segment which type of customers or of newsletter creators do you think could be the first target niche that you focus on for this that they will respond to the most and that they will get the most uh, immediate value from yeah also uh, <clears throat> also really solid uh, question there so if for for anyone out there that doesn't really know the like newsletter landscape or the ESP landscape, so 
there's a company out there called Review, um, and a lot, maybe a lot of people know it. Um, they already have one of these built into their newsletter. Um, but for you know, kind of the opposite side, so Review is a editorial um, kind of newsletter hosting platform. Uh, the, the, on the flip side, there's Substack, which I'm sure a lot of people know about. And Substack doesn't have that built in. And most of Substacks, maybe not most, but I, I mean, I would probably say a good portion, maybe 80%. Um, it's hard to say exactly um, how many are tech savvy or just straight journalists. But from what I understand about the Substack market, they're tailored more towards, uh, you know, like editorial journalists, uh, people that are, um, you know, more into writing versus, you know, kind of more tech savvy, if that makes sense. Um, so, you know, a feedback tool for Substack users uh, would be pretty good because one, uh, there is no feedback tool that's built in. And two, most of the people that are using Substack are not technical. So they don't really even have enough skills or maybe even enough desire to, to build even a no-code solution, let alone like a code solution. Uh, but yet they still want the feedback on uh, what their users are thinking. I like that. And to go even further, can you reach those people? Do you have the ability to reach specifically Substack newsletter creators? Yeah, so that's that's the other, you know, like the distribution is definitely a tricky part. Um, I mean, one way to, to reach them, so I mean, I think there is a... So I don't know if you know Jacob Greenfield, but he created a uh, kind of an info product called Newsletter Spy, which pulls all of Substack's uh, newsletters and gives you, I believe it even gives you, well, it definitely gives you the subscriber count. It gives you kind of like the name, the description, I believe. And I, and I am not 100% sure on this, but I believe it gives you the email as well. So um, you could probably purchase Newsletter Spy, take that, pull all the emails, and then just kind of, you know, use maybe like a... Um, uh, mail meteor and then just kind of uh, blast the cold email out to them uh, about this um, so that's kind of one way to to, to distribute yes, your idea but don't do it blast email i'm, I'm also <laughs> specializing in cold email so it's yeah, it's yeah. much more involved and <laughs> just blasting you'll hit your right, right 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 like totally but even more than that let's think further you said there are one hundred thousand, um you know people which if we go statistically by the law of large numbers, there is 2.6% of those, which is 2,600, who are high probability buyers right now. And one of the characteristics of high probability buyers is that they realize the need, but they didn't find the solution. I think those are great, the Substack people, but if they're still in their journalistic mindset, they need convincing, not just one email, but like a follow-up series over 21 days. And it's, it's a longer thing to get immediate results, which if you had access to the whole 100,000 um, creators, who do you think would be eager and open and ready and just wishing you would show up right now with this message speaking about the feedback? Yeah, no, that's also a tricky question. Um, <clears throat> I mean, just kind of think of it from a newsletter creator standpoint or like a journalist standpoint. I mean, if I had a huge audience, I mean, we're talking like 10,000, 50,000 subscribers, um, I would definitely want some sort of understanding of what those subscribers are thinking, uh, if that makes sense. Maybe if I only had like 100, maybe 200 subscribers, you know, maybe it's, you know, just, it's too small to really care. I mean, you're still, you're still probably trying to find like the newsletter market fit, right? Um, on what your, you know, what your niche wants. 
Um, but if you already like found that, but you're still wanting more information, um, I definitely think like targeting maybe newsletters that are a bunch of bigger, um, 100,000, uh, 150,000. Um, paid newsletters are also another uh, another good channel. Um, so if you have a paid newsletter, you probably really want to understand if your paid subscribers are actually getting real value out of it because they're paying for it, right? So they definitely, you know, you definitely want to understand them much better than say a free, you know, free subscriber. Um, I don't know if that kind of answers the question or not. No, that that's actually beautiful because if it's a paid newsletter, it means they will have the budget to pay you, which is a very, very important criteria to choose in a target market. And do you have the ability to filter out and get the emails or contact details of paid newsletters? Is this something you have access to? Yeah, um, <clears throat> yeah, I'm not exactly sure if uh, Newsletter Spy has, you know, if it's paid or not. I believe it does. I'm not 100% positive. I'd have to follow up with Jacob on that one. But um, but yeah, I mean, like the other thing is I, I believe Substack has its own kind of like directory where you can find Substack newsletters. And I think it, it can that, it, that's sorted by paid and unpaid. Um, but I'm just not exactly sure how you would get the subscribers uh or like other newsletter creators or the journalist uh email i mean that's kind of the other tricky part um the other thing you can do is subscribe to all of these newsletters and obviously when they send the newsletter out you can reply to that newsletter with your pitch on how you know on uh, you know on this newsletter feedback tool that you're creating um that's yes. also another uh another uh strategy you can do to actually find them then again you have to subscribe to i don't know thousands of newsletters and uh, kind of automate so somehow automates a, uh, a way to do that, but um, that would also be another uh, yeah another avenue to find uh, or reach these uh, paid uh, newsletter creators. It's great, and to think even further, how many would you need to break even in this project? Then that will give you a realistic target of knowing if I get these X people. I am breaking even. Anything more is pure profit since it's a, a digital, low, you know, low cost kind of solution. Yeah, and I, I guess that all kind of depends on like what tools you're using to create the solution. I mean, if you're using like uh, Zapier or Integromat, uh, plus you know, like Typeform, <clears throat> or maybe let's say um, what else is other like Webflow. I'm sure you got to use Webflow somewhere in there. Um, you'll probably I don't know, it might cost you $100 a month, uh, maybe, maybe $150 to, to upkeep all these tools. Um, so, um, you know, let's say $10 per month uh, for the feedback tool. You need to maybe around, what would that be? Um, about 15 customers to break even or so. Uh, maybe if you do $5 a month, it may, maybe it's a little easier uh, on the budget. Maybe 30 subscribers to break even. Uh, that's kind of just ballparking numbers there. Yeah, for sure. And let I like this, you know, it, it, we're fleshing out the idea, getting the details, and let's think from another way. Could they just get some, you know, intermediate newbie pro bono, no code maker to do this for them and then save themselves? Um, if you said five bucks a month, that's per year, that's 60 per year or so. Can they pay 50 to somebody to do it and then use it forever? Just wondering, because it's what Warren Buffett calls creating a moat around your business. And if you don't have a moat, they can simply replace you. And then you just they will say, thanks for the idea. And then they go get someone to do it right. for them. <clears throat> yeah, no, that, that definitely makes sense. And, and actually, um, 
Well, I mean, if you think about it, okay, so if you're going to do your own, let's say you got to, you know, some journalist is like, okay, whatever, I'm going to create my own, no, you know, no code solution to do feedback. Well, um, let's kind of, if you kind of think about it, I mean, they would have to pay for all these services themselves, right? So they would have to pay, uh, you know, Typeform, which I think is like, I don't even know, $25 a month or something like that, plus Zapier, plus Integromat. I mean, all that adds up and they're probably going to be paying much more than $5 or $10 a month uh, to upkeep it, uh, if that makes sense. So that's great. Um, yeah, I don't know if it's going to be, yeah, I, don't, I, I honestly don't, I'm not sure if it's going to be worth it, if that makes sense. Worth it to you or to them? Like to the journalists, I, th- I think it'd be it'd be better for them to, you know, pay the five dollars a month to use your no code solution versus making their own and having to upkeep all of that software and potentially the problems with like integrations. Because you know with Zapier and with Integromat, I mean, you, you got you got problems in, uh, like like I, I've been using it. You get problems like every other day. You know what I'm saying? So you have to you have yes. to go in, uh, fix the problem. Like, like, do you really want to do that? Like, I feel like journalists, uh, especially not no code or like non tech journalists, probably don't want to spend more than five seconds thinking about the tech, right? And that's probably why they're, you know, on Substack because Substack just provides a full solution uh, for their publication. Um, they don't have to spend any, mo- any any amount of time thinking about it, uh, which is why I don't think, uh, you know, like a, like a non-tech journalist or non-technical journalist would really want to build their own solution, if that makes sense. Yes, it does make sense to me. And, you know, one f- final testing, because this is the thing about good ideas you know, when it's an idea that is so-so, we try to make it better. But when it's a good idea, we try to kill it. And if it survives, it means it's viable so that we don't waste time on it. Okay, what if, since they're journalists, they're not making many offers all the time, they're shy about it, and they'll be, like, uncomfortable probably doing any kind of offers in their newsletters. So what if, in the end, they put a call to action of, uh, reply with your feedback to this newsletter, and that is absolutely free. So why would your solution be better than j- them writing a line at the end of their newsletter asking for feedback? Yeah, that's that's also uh, yeah, actually a very good question. And you know, a lot of newsletter creators out there do that. A lot of journalists do that, and people do reply. Um, I guess the problem with that would be um, one: you're just going to get a ton of like text feedback. You have to read every newsletter. Um, it'd be much nicer, much easier to kind of just integrate all that together and maybe do some really basic analytics on it, if that makes sense. So um, <clears throat> if you get a plus, uh, you know, <clears throat> so if you have like, you know, three, uh, you know, uh, thumbs up, uh, thumbs down and just kind of like a uh, an okay, you know, emoji or whatever, um, say you just have that, I mean, you could take all those numbers, basically like a plus one, zero and minus one, and you can do some basic analytics and give the journalists they're really easy like 10 second overview of, of you know did they you know the newsletter creator like or not like that newsletter versus you know having to read through hundreds you know of, of these replies and trying to figure out exactly like okay did they like it did they not like it so in the end it'd probably save them time just give them like a nice high level overview if that makes sense i love it so now to think about the messaging this can be a great messaging for it that newspaper creators we're living in a bubble there is too much competition everybody is jumping on the bandwagon and therefore the next frontier and competitive advantage is getting feedback from your readers so that you adapt faster and you give them exactly what they want so that they will return to you and while other people they're struggling and guessing and making mistakes without even knowing 
why and why not, you will know exactly what to do because you'll be getting feedback and knowing which topics and which kinds of formats are working best based on real analytics that take seconds to let you know instead of either guessing or getting pages and pages of text that take too long to read. And you are specially qualified to do that because you are the newsletter specialist and you have a community of people who are telling you exactly what they need and therefore you are more poised to, to serve the newsletter market than any person who is random off the street. And then when they get this feedback and adapt their newsletter to exactly what their readers need, they will avoid that shameful failure that will happen when the bubble bursts and when the competition gets too fierce for your voice to be heard. And they will get the success of standing there, the winners at the finish mark, the wolves who will get the spoils, while the other people will turn to dogs because even the best dog will have its moment where it gets some sunshine and now too many dogs are getting it but in the end only the wolves will prevail when they get the feedback through this tool is this a good does this resonate with your thing because this fits all the correct um, positioning and messaging criteria so yeah, I mean, you kind of you you kind of put it really, really well there. Actually, I'm I'm really impressed. You kind of just thought about it like right off. Yeah, yeah, no, this is good. This is really I, good. I spent ten years, you know, doing this where I clarify offers and messaging for startups and businesses and products, and then turn them into like landing pages and websites, and then email follow up series. So I had so much practice that it's like you know that story of Picasso where. A woman came to him and told him, you know, Mr. Picasso, can you make uh, a, a scribble for me, for my daughter? And he made in like 60 seconds a beautiful, beautiful drawing and then told her, okay, here you go. This will cost you a million dollars. She said, but Mr. Picasso, it's just 60 seconds, one million dollars. He told her, it took me 40 years to do that in 60 seconds. So, <laughs> so. Exactly, exactly. That's, that's exactly how it is. I 100% agree with that. Well, thank you. You will get, of course, the recording of this. I hope you will um, write it down so that that's exactly what every single person, that's the pitch, if, if that makes sense. And that is the message that sh shows the value of what you offer so that it doesn't fail. Because the problem with many makers and many um, people who mean well, who have really great skill, is that they don't know how to turn that value into the right messaging. And the good thing, I started programming in 1996, a long time ago. And then I used the what you see is what you get tools. In 1998 was my first website on um, Likos or IOL, I don't even remember, but at the time was um, Alta Vista was there. And so I had that time and then I switched to the whole business thing to be able to know what is business. Business is exactly this. You have this offer, you make it solid, you test it to know like with those questions like I did to make sure there are no structural holes. And then after that, you need every way you can to get qualified eyeballs on that offer and that's how you succeed everything else is just 
a variation of this. And thank you, Yaro. Yeah, 100% agree with you on that one. Really, really nice. Thank you. And, you know, to finish, can you speak about your podcast, about your community, about your product, Hunt Lunch? And, you know, tell people where they can find you, how can they follow you, where can they hear more? Yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. So, um, yeah, so Newsletter Crew, it's a, a podcast, blog, and a community for newsletter creators. So, um, it's a paid membership. So, for, for right, right now, it's, I think, $39 a year, but I think I'm going to be bumping up the price to so $49 a year, maybe more. It depends. I mean, there's just people, people are getting such such crazy amounts of qual- uh, like value out of it that I just have to, I have to bump the price up. I mean, so many people are joining. It's, it's kind of crazy. Um, so, yeah, you can find it at newslettercrew.com. And, uh, and yeah, that's, that's kind of the, the, the pitch there. And uh, actually, the cool thing about that is, you know, Newsletter Crew is pretty much all built on no-code tools as well. So um, what do we, like, what do, like, I can even talk about the whole stack as well. So, um, so we have Discord and Discourse <clears throat> as the, like, community platforms. And then we have Memberful to actually manage the whole, uh, you know, like, the actual payments the adding and subtract, subtracting of, uh, of members. And then I use uh, Ghost to actually, uh, you know, do the content, like the actual uh, front end where people actually go. And uh, so we're kind of, we're using all that. All that's all no code. Uh, I mean, I didn't really code absolutely anything on that website. Uh, use, you know, uh, you know, if you go to DigitalOcean, you can get a uh, open source, like a one-click uh, Ghost install, uh, go buy and really nice, interesting, um, uh, a template that you can buy. There's tons of them out there, so you can you know buy a template uh, easily, import that template into your Ghost instance, um, use Memberful to, to integrate with all these uh, different communities, uh, take payments, and uh, and yeah, and you you can have your own no-code uh, community, and pretty much anyone can do it. So um, yeah, that's it. like I I really love the the setup that I have, and I'm really impressed uh, on how well it's actually working for me. I'm happy about that. And yes, it's a wonderful setup. And you do really great work, especially, you know, on Twitter. You're actually active under newsletter crew and under your name and uh, given a lot of value to the community. Well, Yaro, it was a pleasure. I really enjoyed exploring this idea and clarifying it with you. And to the listeners, if you rate and review on Apple Podcasts this podcast, you can contact me on Twitter at NoCodeWealth or email me at the email attached to this podcast and I will give you a full one-hour exploration and clarification of your idea and testing to make sure whether it works and if it works to make it solid. That's my promise to you. So get to subscribing, rating, and reviewing. Goodbye, Yaro. Nice. Thank you, Abdulaziz, for having me on the podcast. Really appreciate it. Mm-hmm.